Good morning. Uh, my name is Hannah Carlson, formerly Wickard. So since my parents have been here longer than I've been alive, uh, that means I've actually been at Richland since the womb. So uh, my husband, Josh, and I, uh, and our son, Oscar, we live in Aberdeen. And um, today I am, I am grateful to share how grateful I am for God's faithfulness in my life in the past, in the present, and how he will be in the future. In the past, Deuteronomy 6, 7, And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. This is my heritage. Parents who love the Lord, a father who lives the gospel he preaches, and a mother who sacrifices like her Savior a home in which God's words were more precious than anything else. My past is a faithful church family who taught me every Bible story I know, listened to every verse I memorized, drove thousands of miles in church vans to take me to camp and mission trips, and most importantly, listened to me talk for those thousands of miles in the church vans. So, sorry about that, guys. Love you, though. Um, and then welcomes me back uh, as an adult to continue growing here. You talked of this God to me, but you did it with your words and your actions. And my most recent past, almost eight years ago, God provided a husband for me, and I'm grateful he also has a rich heritage of faith, a church family similar to mine. He's a man who loves the Lord and has his commands written on his heart a man who is teaching his family those truths diligently. Now in the present, Ephesians three seventeen through 20. Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think. This is my current standing. I'm grateful that Christ dwells with me. When I work at school as a teacher, I can love students who are difficult because Christ has rooted and grounded me in love. When I study the scriptures for myself in our Bible study that we have in our home and other times, I can understand them because I have Christ who surpasses knowledge. When I spend time with my son, I can do so with so much joy, knowing he's an abundance of what my husband and I could have asked or thought. And when I begin to grumble... I can be grateful because I have the fullness of God working in me through Christ Jesus. In my future, Philippians 1.6, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. This is my future. If I lose my job, I will not lose Christ. If I lose my family, I will not lose Christ. If I lose my church... I will not lose Christ. As a young man, as a young, as a young mom, a prayer I pray often is that my son might know the Lord Jesus as his Savior someday. But even if he doesn't, I will not lose Christ. If sin creeps up all around me and it seems I cannot fight against it, he will complete his work in my life. And with joy one day, I will be with Christ. Past, present, and future, God has been so good to me His mercies have been new every morning, and great is his faithfulness.
Good morning. My name is Ginger Peets. When Pastor Ron invited me to speak today, I wanted to say no for many selfish reasons. Um, and I thought I was nervous then when he asked me, nothing like I am now. But I felt God encouraged me to say yes. And as I told Pastor Ron, I'll pray, but I don't think he's going to tell me no. So we'll just go with yes until you hear otherwise. So as I've pondered for days, um, days and days, I've compiled lists in my head of things I'm thankful for. And, and every step of the day, I would think of things that I wanted to say. And I thought every one of us could come up here and do that. And I don't think that's exactly what this is what I'm supposed to say, so I'm going to try and not bore you, though I'm going to do a little bit of that, because God is so abundant in his blessings and mercy and grace. Due to my struggle with my very poor concept of time and my struggle to find words and the right words without doing five of them to try and get my point across, um, and out of respect for each of you listening here, and uh, my family who will get to listen to this after it's online, I wrote some things down. I'm not a teacher. Bless you, Hannah. I love you. <laughs> I thank you for sharing your gifts in so many ways. Um, I'm not a pastor, and I bless you. Oh, I thank you. I thank you, Pastor Ron and Pastor Jason that you are heeding the call to God that God has put on your lives. I'm not a great matriarch of a family. I am a child of God. And I am so thankful that he's not done with me yet. He has not left me anywhere along the way. He's not left me to be content. Um, he continues to teach me. He continues to draw me. I, I don't want to seem trite or flippant with my words because I've heard so many of these words from people in the past and through my lifetime since I grew up in the church, but God is my everything. He is my rock. And he is my redeemer. He has offered me the gift of salvation He's offered that through his son, Jesus. And it's not just words. I'm growing and learning. He's continuing to teach me that those words are real to me. They're not just a word in a book or a spoken. But he, each day, makes it more and more real to me. And I'm thankful to him for that. I'm thankful for the opportunity that he has given me to reflect his light, not my own, that, that God is willing to use me in my failures and my brokenness and my weaknesses, and that somehow he uses me to share Jesus with others in Walmart or on the phone or through the phone or however it would be. I'm thankful that he's willing to use me as his vessel. My husband, Russell, amazing 
wonderful, godly man that he is, has been my husband for 27 years. He's not perfect, and God uses me to refine him, unfortunately, more than he would like some days. We have blessed three daughters here on earth, incredible gifts from God, personality abounding, talents never seeming to end. But as wonderful as all those things are, I am thankful that all of them know Jesus. They know God, but they know Jesus for themselves, not through my faith or parents' faith or friends' faith, but because of God and because of what Jesus did on the cross and what he offers each and every one of us here today. We live on a small hobby farm north of Aberdeen. We're not ranchers. We're not farmers by any stretch of the imagination. But we are thankful for those friends for us who are. Thankful for vehicles that are safe to drive when I'm always running late. And except for one time with a Chevy Suburban where we had a car accident that stopped us in our tracks, he always gets us there safely and sound. And I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for the power of prayer. I'm thankful that he wants to hear from me my many, many words that he listens to every day. I'm thankful for his mercy and his grace. And again, those aren't flippant words to me that I've heard many times growing up in the church. I'm thankful that that God allowed the COVID for the quarantine, not because I'm demented or warped, though that is somewhat true, but because he allowed my family, the five of us, to be home under one roof unexpectedly for an extended amount of time. (laughs) And we were able to grow in our relationships with each other and with God and with Christ that we were able to reprioritize what is really important. We hear about it, we know, but we really got to do it. And I'm so thankful for the games we played and for the many conversations we had that had it not been for COVID, we may or may not have had them. I'm thankful for the gifts that God has given my husband, I'm thankful for the gifts that he's given our daughters. I'm thankful that he uses those in his varied ways. On a lighter note, I'm thankful for our horses. Since I was this high, I've loved horses and dogs and colts and puppies. I even wrote about it in school when I was young. Yes, our black lab. And yes, our seven-month-old lab puppy who has the brain of a toddler or an adolescent and the body of almost full grown. I'm thankful for the sunrises and for the sunsets. I'm thankful for the stars and the moon and the creativity that God has shown me just a little bit glimpses of each day. I'm thankful for the plants and the trees and the flowers that show just a little glimpse of his creativity on this earth. I can't wait to see what heaven's going to be like. 
And I'm thankful for the weeds, not because I'm weird, but because it reminds me that in heaven, we won't have to deal with noxious weeds, and oh, Tansy Daisy won't be a weed in heaven, Abigail. I'm thankful for the beauty and creation that, that so many people in, I think, the cities miss out, and we are so blessed with here in South Dakota. I'm thankful for snow. Yes, I love snow. The winter wind I could do without. The wind all year long I could do without, but I don't get to give my vote. So, But God is teaching me to be thankful for that too. I'm thankful for friends far and near in the past and present day and in the future. I thank God for their patience. <laughs> and you know what I mean. Thank you for the prayers of many. Thank you for the people that prayed for me as a child that I don't even know. The prayers of my mother. Prayers of friends and strangers that prayed for us after our car accident 14 years ago. And the Christian godly women that I reach out to that pray in a heartbeat for me. Sometimes without even being requested or even knowing what I need. I'm thankful for sisters in Christ I'm thankful for this church home that I think we take it for granted how much that God has blessed this church as a body. And it is a blessing. It is a huge blessing in so many ways. I thank each of you that I can learn and grow and attempt to model after. I'm thankful for our worship team that I know worship is many different things, but for me, music is a big part of worship. And I thank you for Matthew and his careful diligence and discernment in what to bring to the worship service. The words that it glorifies God and doesn't take away from the worship. God is still teaching me. I'm... Thankful for allergies, though I don't always agree or like or understand. I'm thankful for cancer, but I'm still struggling with that one. I'm thankful for wasps and rodents, only because I know God created them and he uses all things for his glory, right? Even when I don't like it or understand. I'm thankful for politics, which I have never in my life said until now because God is opening my eyes and teaching me and showing me that he is sovereign. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He's always present. He is in control, and he gives me hope. I am thankful that he continues to teach me, that he helps me to continue to teach others in my circle, And he continues to show me that there is power in prayer. I'm thankful. Thankful for his miraculous, steadfast love. And that he's not done with me yet. He's not done with each one of us yet. Not until we see him in heaven. I thank you.
Well, the sound man says get right to the mic, so that's what I'm going to try and do. Hello, my name is Brian Sharp. My, my wife and I live east of Aberdeen, where we farm with my dad and mom, and my brother Brad and his wife Angie and their kids. Uh, the first thing I'm thankful for is that my sons, Daniel and Travis, are home from SDSU for Thanksgiving and Christmas break. I also thank God each and every day for my wonderful wife, Gretchen. When Pastor Ron first asked me to speak this morning, he gave me pause to think about what am I, what am I truly thankful for. One of the first things that came to mind, as Ginger mentioned also, was the changing atmosphere that we found ourselves in in the last eight months. In March, when everything changed, Gretchen and I found ourselves at home with a high school senior and a college junior. From March to August, Daniel and Travis were ever-present in our home. We certainly didn't expect Travis, our high school senior, to be home much in the end of his busy senior year, or, or Daniel, who was supposed to be doing an internship in Minnesota, to be as, around as much as they were. It was, a, it was an unexpected bl- blessing to have both of them in, in our home for five months. For this, I am certainly thankful. I'm also thankful, thankful for this church and Pastor Ron and Pastor Jason, who faithfully lead us week after week through the Word of God. But most importantly, I am thankful for a God who is not surprised or overwhelmed by the pandemic like I can find myself some days. This is God's plan. He orchestrates all aspects of our life. What we seem is good and not so good, doing all for this for our good and for his glory. We don't know his plan, but someday in heaven we will. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. I am thankful that many years ago Jesus removed my heart of stone and replaced it with a heart of flesh. He is sanctifying me each and every day. I am so thankful that he promises to keep me with him until I am glorified. As Romans 8.38 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In all these things I am eternally thankful. Thank you for listening. Hi, my name is Taylor Tucker. I'm here with uh, my wife Maddie. We moved to Aberdeen about a year and a half ago um, when I took a job at Northern State coached men's basketball. Maddie's teaching third grade at Simmons Elementary, and we've been attending Richland for a little over a year now. Um, When I was first asked to speak, one of the things I wanted to do is stop and think, what is it that I'm truly thankful for? And there were a couple major themes that stood out in that, so I'd like to share that here. Um, The first would be God's guiding hand in my life. Um, Growing up, I didn't didn't grow up knowing God much at all. Um, I believed I had a very vague understanding of that. My family, we didn't really talk about God a whole lot, and it was not something I was interested in. Um, just had very little desire, very little interest. Um, but God put different circumstances in my life, and he exposed me to different ideas and teachings, and they weren't always related to God, and some of them I look back and think that they were somewhat dangerous and I wouldn't recommend but there were elements of truth in there that he used to lead me down a path where one thing led to the next, which led to the next. 
Um, and eventually that put a desire and an interest in me to find out about God. I started asking questions and searching for answers. Um, that eventually led me to good teachers where I heard the gospel, saw it for the truth, and accepted that, and I was changed from there. Looking back, I feel like I can clearly see God's hand at work and using those experiences and those different ideas. Even though they were unrelated, I feel like he stitched them together um, to ultimately lead me to salvation. And I, I just truly don't think I could look at that and see anything other than God's work and um, God's hand at, at work in my life. Secondly, I think about Richland Church. Um, when Maddie and I moved here, one of the things we wanted to do, if there was a top priority, is find a faithful church that we could grow in. And I feel like we found that here. We've loved everything about this church from the congregation. You're just, just good people. Um, seem like you're sincerely looking to know God better, and you've been very welcoming to us, and we've really appreciated that. Um, the music, it, not only does it sound good, but it's got depth and meaning to it. Um, the corporate prayer, it's got, it has substance. It's not superficial, but it's, there's a sense of reverence there, and it's a great model for Maddie and I. Um, and then the preaching and teaching that come from Pastor Ron and Pastor Jason, it's true to the scripture, and I think probably one of the biggest compliments I can give it is it's, it clearly, I feel like it clearly communicates what God wants us to know about him, and because of that, I feel like it's, it's powerful, it's encouraging, and it's convicting, and I feel like every part of what goes on here helps lead us closer to God, and it represents him well, and so I'm, I've been totally comfortable and confident in being here and knowing that my wife and I are going to be fed spiritually, and I, I really appreciate that. And then lastly, I think about security and assurance that we have from God, and I think about that personally and also in the context of the church, both local and as a whole. Um, personally, I look at myself and I can see my own weakness and my how easy it is to wander and become distracted and my need to have someone watching over me. And then for the church, I look at the world and the culture, and I see that it feels like it. in recent times it's been more at odds with the church and even growing more hostile towards it. Um, but I'm thankful for we have assurance from God that if he's in it and if it's his work, he'll see it through and he'll see his people and his church through. Um, we've got promises that he'll guide and strengthen them and cause us to endure. And I think about all, that also in the context of what we talked about earlier of we know that because his steadfast love does endure forever. And I guess to wrap things up, I think the overarching theme in all of this was, and I'm thankful that we have a great God and that's who we get to serve and that's who we get to represent. Good morning. My name is Kaylin Miller. I'm 16 years old, and I'm the oldest of five kids. I live just southwest of Aberdeen. My family and I have been going to Richland for about six years. Although I'm thankful for many of the gifts God has given to me, I am most thankful for Jesus' ultimate sacrifice of love. As Christians, we know what that sacrifice is. We hear it over and over, and sometimes we take it for granted. But lately, I've been pausing and mulling over the enormity of the gift he has given for us. He humbled himself and became a tiny baby and came to earth for us. He died on the cross and rose again for us. Dying on a cross is a heart-rending and gruesome experience. Imagine the pain as nails were driven through Jesus' hands. Spikes were pounded into his feet. He hung on the cross for hours. 
On top of that, Jesus was beaten. His beard was ripped off his face. Crown, a crown of thorns was pr- pressed into his skull. He was rejected by his heavenly father for our sins that he took on him. Isaiah 53, 5-6 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was pierced for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. One of my favorite songs is How Deep the Father's Love for Us. In the lyrics, it says, His dying breath has brought me life. And later, it questions, Why should I gain from his reward? And then responds, I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Without Jesus' unselfish gift of eternal life, I know that I would have no hope or purpose in life. I am forever most thankful that his dying breath has brought me life. Thank you. Hi, I'm Wes Palmer, and my claim to fame is I'm married to Sherry, and we farm about four miles away from here together. And uh, God willing, we'll be married 40 years this coming June. And uh, I've got a pretty good heritage here in the church. Um, we've got four generations representative of our, our family here today. Uh, my parents were married some 70 years ago in this church and still attend. My grandparents were on dad's side, attended church here. And my great-grandparents were charter members that helped start the church. And some of the things I remember about growing up were uh, Sunday morning services. We had Sunday night services, Thursday night services, and somewhere along the line we switched to Wednesday night services, I think when Joy Palmer helped start the clubhouse. And basically when the doors were open, my family was here. And some of the things I remember growing up were, uh, I call it some of the history of our church. Um, my dad was a Sunday school superintendent for quite a few years, and, and part of that on uh, Sunday morning opening exercises would be attendance. And if you missed two Sundays or less a year, you got to have a pin uh, for your perfect attendance. And as far as I know, Paul Palmer and I had the longest consecutive stretch of attendance. I had 17 years perfect attendance. <laughs> uh, and I think Paul had the same amount. Then I got married and that blew that completely out of the water. <laughs> but I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for scripture like Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourself, but as a gift to God, not by work, so that no man can boast. My problem is I was looking to my checklist. Or I also had a checklist of things that you could do and you couldn't do when I grew up. There was things like you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't dance, you can't go to movies. There were just a whole list of check things that I was looking at instead of salvation with Christ. My problem, I was looking at my checklist that could have been a hundred pages long, 
and I, my attendance in church, it could have been 50 years consecutive uh, perfect attendance, and it just wasn't enough. I'm thankful God opened my eyes, and I pray daily. He showed me how much I need a perfect Savior. I like leaving the little pins, and uh, I got them in my cupboard in one of my desks in my office. It's just a reminder of how much I can't do it. It has to be, uh, I can't do anything to please a perfect God and how much Christ has done for me. Thank you.